Welcome to the Biz Nation podcast, proudly brought to you by Zinc Business Solutions, your home for micro and small business support. If you're looking for support in your business, join us on Facebook at Micro and Small Business Support Group. Here is your host, Kerry Zarb, to bring you interviews, hints and tips to help get you set in your business. We hope you enjoy today's episode. On today's episode, we're chatting with Joe Simino, who has flipped his career from tie to tool belt. After years of managing his real estate business, he has become everyone's favourite handyman and project renovator. So welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks, Gary. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. So, Joe, um, my first question for you is, uh, it's quite an interesting story that you've got for us today, and I want to have a bit of fun with it. And obviously, you know, mm-hmm. let the listeners know of your business journey and, and how that's all unvolved. So the first question is your years of experience in the real estate game. Just give us a quick summary of that journey and that episode. Yeah, look, Kerry, I actually started real estate um, at a very young age because my father was always an investor of property, in property, in property I should say. And uh, so at a very young age, uh, I was sort of thrown into property. And um, uh, not that I have any regrets with it, by the way, but it started there, as I said, at a very young age. So I watched my father that sort of um, bought and sold property, and that was always an interest that was in my life. Um, so I left school, um, finished my, in those days it was known as HSC, finished HSC, and I wasn't too sure what I was going to do in life. So um, I thought, well, look, temporarily, what I'll do is I'll go and get a job in the bank because it's people tell me that bank work is secure work. Um, ironically, I applied for with what used to be the State Bank of Victoria, applied for a job with them and uh, I was I got a job and I was uh, sort of uh, introduced to, well actually I was employed in the valuers department of the bank. So that's where my journey started because I took such an interest, I started doing my valuers course um, and then about four years later, um, I decided that, you know, look, it was time for me to go into the, the real world, so to speak. So um, I got a job in real estate, started off in property management. Um, I did that for a couple of years and then from there I moved into sales. So I could understand the business very well. And by the age of 24, 25, um, I actually set up my own business, my first business, which I set up in the area that I was born uh, and bred. That was in Clayton. And um, I ran the business there and that was, um, you know, like everything, it was a battle at first. But then, I, yeah, look, it was just, it, it sort of went on from there. So, so since then, I've had a number of um, uh, offices in various areas. Um, and then my last venture was when I came to the city and uh, a lot of people thought to me, said to me at the time, um, what are you doing? What are you doing going into the city? So um, it was the best thing I ever did. So... I set up an office in town um, and, uh, yeah, and basically um, we, we were there. Well, I had I started the office back in 88. Uh, yeah, 88, I think it was. Uh, sorry, what am I talking about? In 2008, I started and um, that started there with only sort of four walls and a phone and um, I was hoping that the phone would ring. But, um, you know, sort of five years later, um, we've got a successful business in, in the city. So, yeah. So that was my journey in real estate. I loved every minute of it, by the way. So from day one, I mean, there's real estate in general is a, is a, is a hard industry. And, um, 
and you have your good times and you have your bad times, but you have a lot more good times than what you do bad times. So, um, yeah, which I, as I said, I enjoyed immensely. So, Joe, um, just diving into the real estate business area of your life for a moment, you would have had staff. Can you tell us about how you managed that area of the business with staff, you know, and, and how, you know, that it, perhaps it was challenging or some key points, anything that you can share with the listeners? Yeah, look, um, I've had a number of staff in my time as, as, as a business owner in real estate. Um, and I learned very early that, um, one of the biggest issues was uh, training staff and then retaining staff was the biggest challenge, right? Um, but again, that came back to one thing and that came back to culture which you create in your business or in your office or whatever it may be. So I really focused on the culture and that actually got people not only just to stay because they enjoyed uh, the culture that the, the business or the, the office was offering, but it also... Um, got people to knock on our door to join our company because through our staff, um, that's how we actually got a lot of people to come to our office because of that for that reason. But sure, look, there's a lot of challenges when it comes to staff. And I had I had a couple of businesses where we had close to sixty staff members. Wow. Um, one of the one of the um, uh, one of the big things was every morning waking up and to find out. And to see if there were any text messages of who wasn't coming in, in the, that, that day. Hmm. Um, so the bigger the team, um, sometimes, are the bigger the challenges. But as far as challenges go, and was, as I said, the biggest challenge was to retain your people. Because at the end of the day, any business, you're only as good as your people. So if you've got good people, you've got to go, you've really got to go um, to great lengths to make sure that you retain those people. But I will stay if you create a great culture. And I think that that's what we had in the business. We've always, you know, my focus has always been about the culture because the rest of it would look after itself, you know. Yeah, yeah, spot on, spot on. And I think, uh, yeah, you've definitely hit the, the nail on the head there and not to, you know, part yeah. the fun for the episode, but um, definitely you're right. And and having that, that family, I, I imagine, I could just picture you having a, a family feel to your business with your staff members and, and they would become part of your family. It was. And I mean, look, as you know, um, up until I was in the business, it was a family business. I mean, myself, my wife, my two sons were in the business. So, you know, I mean, the directorships were family. So the, the staff felt as if they were part of their family. Um, you know, we, we feel that um, we've, we've got, well, we had uh, what we've got uh, probably... Um, there's two or three members of the staff there at the moment that have no other family apart from us yeah. uh, from overseas and um, they, you know, their parents and or, or siblings are all overseas. So we're it. And um, on numerous times where I've had you know, people in my office and you know, giving me handful and meaningfuls about whatever it may be. So because their father or mother may be overseas, so they sort of did relate to myself and Sandra, my wife, who was also in the business. So, um, yeah, and, and, and it is. It's important to actually have that, that, that um, interaction with your staff. You know, the other thing was that we, we, one of the things that I always believed in, I had an open office uh, you know, philosophy at, at my office where you know, anyone could come into my office. They didn't have to you know, sort of knock on the door before they walked in or any of that. They could walk in and say, look, I've got an issue or whatever it might be. So the other thing too is a lot of people talk culture. 
You should understand what culture you want and make sure that you focus all your efforts, you know, have your team building sessions and, and, and have those those nights where you have, you know, just a social gathering and making staff feel comfortable, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and happy that they're part of your team. Mm. Um, you know, we, we, well, I've never ever said that I've, I, you know, so-and-so works for me. No, no, so-and-so works with me, right? So, um, and that's so important. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And so, Joe, just to kind of take another direction now, what brought you to this decision to suddenly change this career direction? Like you, yeah. you really, you know, turned things on their head and, and oh, I have, massive. I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, Gary, I, I, I've always been, um, I've always been interested in playing with big boys, boys, right? So I've always had a, had fun playing with tools and, and, and enjoying that side of it. So I've always dabbled in bits and pieces and always, you know, in the sense of renovating and, um, you know, I've renovated a number of properties in my time and, and, you know, being in the industry, I thought take advantage of it. So, and I used to do a lot of, a lot of the hands-on work. I didn't just sort of employ contractors to paint or whatever I'd do, I'd do myself. Although time was sometimes limited, but I, I used to, when I did it, I enjoyed it. it was for me, it was therapy, right? So, I always made a commitment that by the age of 55, I would be phasing out of real estate. You know, um, I've spent 35 years of my life um, devoted to the industry. Um, and I can tell you categorically, I've loved every minute of the 35 years I've been in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, you know, the industry has its good and bad points, but for me, it's been a lot of good and I've enjoyed every minute of being in it. And to the point where obviously um, my sons both saw the positives and now they've taken over the business and I'm so proud of that as well. But what made the decision, the decision was quite easy because I knew that if I ever got out of real estate, what would I do? Um, I'm not going to sit around home for a start because you know, I've got a philosophy about that, but the, the fish rots are there first. So if you stop using it, um, you know, your tender sort of everything now shuts down with it. So I, I was one that wanted to do something that was very different, um, and that was to do some physical work, um, which has been, for me personally, it's been got great because I feel much, much better. I've lost a bit of weight, and um, I'm feeling that I'm a bit more mobile. So, again, as you're getting older, um, you know, sometimes you need to oil the joints, mm. and I think that this is a good way of doing it. Um, I must say, um, when you got the title, uh, when you when you uh, mentioned what the title was going to be from Thai to uh, to um was well, that was quite funny because I actually stopped and thought about that. Now, I, I wore a tie from when I was in year seven, which was when I went to school, it was known as Form One. But from year seven right through till when I was in real estate, I always wore a tie. And actually, people say to me, "Oh, you know, you probably sleep in your suit and tie." <laughs> And I do, I do, I do enjoy wearing a suit and tie. Actual fact, if anything I miss in that job, and that is wearing a suit, I, I do like wearing a suit. But um, the transition for me was simple. Um, it, there was, um, I, I miss, I miss real estate, but I still wanted to be in a business where I had interaction with people. Because at the end of the day, real estate's not about real estate. Real estate's about people. Yeah. You're working in a people's business. So I still wanted that interaction with people. And I find that what I'm doing today 
<coughs> excuse me, what I'm doing today, um, I still have that interaction with people and, and I love every minute of it. Mm. Um, again, so, um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> um, so, yeah, so as I said, the, the transition was quite simple. Um, you know, there have been days where I've been tempted to wear a suit when I go to work, but it wouldn't, look, wouldn't be a good look. No, I do miss it, but um, I do enjoy putting a tool, a tool belt on as well. So, yeah, quite, uh, quite good. I have to share just quickly when, when I thought <laughs> of you and thought of you coming on the podcast and that that little brainwave of the title came to me straight away and i thought it just sounded so classic and and so yeah. joe like so yeah, 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 it just yeah. made perfect sense it matches you as a person as yeah. well as the transition so yeah, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> it's so true and it's quite funny Kerry, because you know um i, I sort of i still want to be fussy when i'm to be best whether it's a suit or a shirt or whatever uh, even putting on my work gear uh, every morning, you know, it's got to be right, it's got to be ironed and all that. And my wife, Sandra, always, she says to me, she goes, you just want to get over that video. I said, no, no, I've got to look neat and I've got to look, you know. Um, are, so, you the, are you the cleanest um, tradie that walks into Bunnings, do you think? I, I have been I have been accused of being, you know, the one that sort of, you know, because I've actually been asked if I actually get a pair of new pants every week, you know. So, um, no, I just like to make sure that I do look clean. I, I, I still think that, again... People that um, when you go into people's home, yeah, you, you need to be presentable. Regardless, yeah. doesn't matter whether you're, you know, you're, you're a street sweeper or whatever. You still got to be presentable. Now you may get dirty while you're there working, but when you're walking in the morning, you've got to look presentable. So, yeah. um, yes, and I, I'm a bit of a stickler when it comes to that. It doesn't matter whether you're selling real estate or you're doing what I'm doing now. Um, presentation is. Everything, so, and, yeah. and I'm pretty confident to say your wife Sandra probably prefers you in the suit and tie. It might have been easier on the cleaning aspect, or no, the, actually on the, the contrary. Hey, no, no, on the contrary, there, Kerry. She she uh, she enjoys the fact that she doesn't have to iron, you know, fifteen shirts a week and 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 so forth. So uh, <laughs> the, the 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 work pants and the the t-shirts can be thrown in a washing machine, and nine times out of ten, the t-shirt can go straight on, and the pants might need a quick iron, but. No, no, she, she actually loves the idea of what I'm doing at the moment because uh, I'm not having to worry about getting uh, my suits dry cleaned every week and, and yeah. so, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a bonus as well. And I think yeah. the other thing that, that resonates in what you just said is that she's probably happy that you're happy in what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, she's, you know, and again, I mean, um, there, there, there are times where, you know, this, this, this what I do now is, is stressful as well and, you know, you have, sometimes you have your bad days as well. So, uh, but no, look, um, what we're finding is that we're actually, since I've moved from the real estate side of things to what I'm doing now, is we're actually sitting down every night and having dinner together. Yeah. Before, um, she'd sort of be having dinner at 6, 6.30 and, and, you know, if I wasn't home, mine'd be in the oven, you know. So, um, so we'd very rarely sit down and have a, a meal together only if we were going to go out for dinner or whatever it may be but not you know if we're working late i was working late and whatever whereas with what i do now i'm actually i beat her home i actually yeah. go she does so um yes but no no look there's a lot of lot of benefits compared to you know and you know again you know i worked every saturday for 35 years i've worked every saturday um whereas now um i have the occasional saturday off which is you know again it's just amazing, which is good. Yeah, good. 
Good. And Joe, um, tell us what has been the hardest part in this transition period, going from you know the tie to the tool belt. What's mm. been the hardest part of starting your your tradie business? Yeah, well, the hardest part is is having a plan um, and for, to 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 really sort of not know much about sort of what needs to happen as far as getting yourself out there and and um make people aware of what you do and um you know so it's like any business when you're first starting out so i very quickly put on my you know starting a real estate off office um hat on and i thought back to the times where uh when i was when i was setting up a business as to what what did i do you know so and and you know, the marketing side of it and all those sort of things, it, it's all difficult, very, very difficult. For someone who hasn't got any experience in that side of it, that's starting a business from scratch, mm -hmm. it can be challenging. So I actually just stopped and thought about it and I thought, well, okay, what did I do as, as a real estate agent, right? When I was setting up an office, when I set up the office in town, I can tell you categorically, the first month I sat there in front of a screen looking at a computer all day and twiddled my thumbs and hoped that the phone would ring. And then a light bulb situation happened where it just popped up. Hang on, unless people know that I'm what I'm doing, how's the phone going to ring? So, you know, again, you put that into practice in whatever you do. Right? And the same goes with, um, you know, with my my business now. That you know, you're out there letting people know now, whether it be via email or you let them know by direct mail or whatever. But you've got to let people know that you're in business what you do, the services you offer. Um, because as the old saying goes, you can never sell a secret. Yeah. Yeah, spot on. And do you find on your side, it, it's a lot of, it's that human interaction. Cause like you said, we're in the, in the business of dealing with people. So mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of business in trades, as far as I'm aware, comes from direct referrals. Yes. Is that what well, you're finding? Yeah. And, and that is, it is. Cause what you do is it's again, no different to, the real estate side of it, you know, your best line of business is the referral business. So um, if someone's referring you, um, well, nine times out of 10, you've got the job. Now, you know, I went from sort of changing the odd tap washer and fixing the little lock and little things like that to now doing basically full improvements, you know, full paints, floor coverings, bathroom, kitchens, all of those things. So something small is, gradually now got to being projects rather than just repairs. So, um, and that's probably something I'm really enjoying, the project management side of it, which is great because it's about organising and being, being organised and about organising and, and having a timeline and having, you know, a flow chart of what comes next and yeah. understanding all of those side of things, which again, it's probably no different to marketing a property, but what you're actually doing now is you're actually physically creating something um which um yeah and again i enjoy all of that so um yeah look and, and it is and 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 again it's about one of the things that i really i used to i used to always mention this to to my staff when i had in real estate was talk to your clients yeah talk to people right so as time's gone on a lot of people have done away with the phone and have reverted to emails the biggest mistake anyone can do in business. If you're not talking to people, 
you are not going to get the business because emails, people get lots of them every day. Oh, yeah. And the other problem with emails is that people don't understand, sometimes can misunderstand, I should say, the tone of that email. Yeah. Right? So if we just go back to the basics and saying, well, okay, the email is there for me to confirm my conversation I've just had with you on the phone. Right? I talk to people because you know what? No matter who it is, people still want to be spoken to, especially if you're going to be taking their money to do whatever you're doing, right? They want to know that what the process is and you've got to explain it to them. Right? Yeah. And I find that just by picking up the phone and ringing people, and, and I've had this comment already by a number of people that we've done some bigger projects for, they say, I can't believe the amount of phone calls I've had from you. Although, Joe, sometimes you don't respond to my emails. Okay, <laughs> but I speak to you probably once or twice a day. Yeah. So people still like the idea of being spoken to. Absolutely. I, I can't agree more with that. And I think I think it's definitely still the in thing, you know, like a mm. lot of people say, oh, social media, and it's definitely a happening place and websites mm. and being online and being available. You know, there's things like chatbots and stuff. I had a previous episode on that, mm. that are all the happening things at the moment. But I think when you're in that marketing space online, to build that know, like, and trust factor that makes people want to do business with us, yeah. takes so yeah. much more effort yes. than just having the conversation. Yes, yeah, exactly. And look, I find that the, the conversation, um, people feel a bit more comfortable. And then when they're actually, we talk about referral, mm. they're referring you to somebody else, um, they'll tell them, oh, well, Joe's kept me informed all the way. So, you know, um, we actually, you know, he, he went through the whole colour selection, he went through the selection of the floor covering, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, and and... Yeah, because the other thing too is that it's easy to sort of say, oh, look, just tick the boxes of which one you want, send them an email, tick the boxes, that's fine. But you're there also to advise them correctly. Yeah. So, you know, and if, if I can just give anyone any advice in business, it doesn't matter what business you're in, whether you're a doctor or you're a whatever, mm. talk to your clients. Yeah. Talk to your clients because by doing so, you're actually... That's the best form of marketing you can do. Yeah. And something else you mentioned a moment ago was about this project work and how you compared it to the real estate agent and selling a property and, you know, you, you've got a set system that you stick to. But it, it probably changes quite a lot because if you go to one house and they want a bathroom re redone compared to the house you'd done previously, it's very different. The scope of works is completely yes. different. So there's a new challenge with every project for you to manage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the work says a new challenge, the process of how you go about and discussing with the client. And so nothing changes. Yeah. Nothing really changes because, you know, those people are no different to the last project I've done. Yeah. Because these people are now going to be really excited about getting a new bathroom or a new kitchen or new carpets or whatever it may be that they're doing. They're really excited about it. And that's the same when it comes to selling and buying a property. No different. The vendors get excited because they're going to move to something bigger and better. The buyers are getting excited because it could be a chance to be their first home. Yeah. So everyone's different and everyone's got different tastes and so forth. But the actual emotions and the empathy and all of those sort of things don't change. Yeah. Don't change at all. And that's why I'm saying that, that communication is the key. And that's a key in any business. Yeah. right? So, um, and I think that, but you're right. 
the challenge, the challenging side of it and the creativity, which yep. is, is that every case is a different one. Yeah. And, and, and that's a lot of enjoyment. That yep. is because you'll sit back once you've done, we, we just recently did a, a beautiful bathroom for somebody. And after it was finished, I actually looked at it and I went, wow, mm. it was involved in that. And, and there's a real good feeling about it, right? Um, and, and it's, again, you can relate this to any business. Yeah. I felt like that when I used to sell the odd property as well, where, you know, you would, you would accomplish something that was great uh, for the vendor and you'd see the big smile on the vendor's face and the big smile on the buyer's face. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. And then, and that the same with, with what I'm doing now. When, when you finish a project and they're really happy and they thank you and they've got a big smile on their face, oh, how good's that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I, I always go back to that communication side of it. Make sure you communicate. 100%. Yep. And, Joe, can you tell us what has been the biggest difference between the two businesses, between the two industries? From, from your experience, from an operating perspective? Um, well, the, the difference is that, that with real estate, and, and probably comes back to the, to the um, uh, probably to the dollar side of it somewhat, but with real estate, you're, you're dealing with a very big ticket item. Yeah. With what I do, I could be doing a job that's worth $200 one minute, and then might be doing a job that might be $20,000, right? Um, but again, like real estate, you don't treat them any different. Yeah. Whether it's a $200 job or a $20,000 job, you don't treat them any different to the, to the $200,000 apartment that we would sell or the $2.5 million apartment that we would sell. You wouldn't treat people or, or treat that, those, those tasks, I suppose, any different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the the dollar tag to it is is different, um, but yeah, I, I I really there's apart from the fact that real estate is more as I said suit tie. What I do now is more you know sort of you know the, the trady gear. Um, I drive a nice sedan car in real estate now. I've got a U. Yeah. <laughs> really. There's, there's not much difference. Again, we're still in the people business. Yeah. Nothing changes, right? You're still dealing with people. And um, let's, that's, that's number one rule in, in both sides of the business, whether it be real estate or what I'm doing now, it's people. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, the, the, the real estate one was probably, you know, a little bit more, um, or a lot more, a lot less physical. Yep. Uh, whereas now it's, you know, I get home and I'm physically drained yeah. um, with real estate. I was mentally drained. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so they're the differences. Um, now, you know, I'll answer probably a question that you may have for me already, but I, I do actually prefer the physical drain because it doesn't, you don't tend to lose too much sleep. Yeah. As to opposed to the mental drain. So, um, but yeah, but really at the end of the day, Harry, there's, there's not much difference because we're still dealing with people. Yeah. But you're getting home, like you say, you're probably more on trading time rather than on yeah. extended yeah. business owner time, let's be yeah. honest. And yeah. it's probably... And again, 
probably, sorry. No, no, that's all right. It's probably easier to, like you say, to switch off of a night time, you know, because mm. it's not, not that it's not mentally, you know, there's plenty going on in the mind, I'm sure, on these projects, but perhaps the, the stress level on the, on the mind has changed. Well, it has, um, although there are days where, you know, I'm starting a lot earlier, earlier than what I used to. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of out of bed by 5.30 these days, whereas, you know, before it'd probably be about 7-ish. Yeah. Um, and I'm sort of off, to, I'm on my way to wherever I'm going by 6, 6.30, I'm on my way. Um, and I am coming home a little bit earlier, but I'm not, I probably, I'm not necessarily the person that sort of comes at 3 o'clock or 3.30 and saying, okay, I'm going home. No. You know, knock off for the day. Um, one thing that I am very passionate about is that when you finish work, it doesn't matter whether the project is, you know, two month project or whatever, the end of the day, clean up our mess. Yeah. So if, if we've used drop saws or if we used whatever, sweep up, clean up because a clean site's a healthy site. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not one to sort of look at the clock or at the watch and say, oh, hang on, it's three o'clock, I better start cleaning or I better go home or, you know, it's knock off time. Because, again, um, I, as I keep saying to some of the trades that work with me, don't make time your enemy, you know. So don't say that, oh, look, you know, I've I, I got here at seven, I've got to knock off at three. No, no, it doesn't work that way, right? You knock off when we think that it's right to knock off. Now, I don't expect anyone to be working like I used to in real estate because just you just don't. But let's not, you know, let's not keep looking at the clocks and knock off time, you know. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 again, it's, it's um, but yeah, you're right. I, I am getting home a lot earlier and and, um, and it's nice to be sitting down with my wife every night and having dinner. It really is. Right? So I'm actually catching the, the sort of, the, the sort of seven o'clock current affair show every night and, and whatever. So, uh, which I didn't know that those things existed when I was in real estate. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, Joe, um, I ask all of my guests to come on the show. It's been an interesting year, as we all know. There's a lot of, you know, tough, tough things going on for small business. And, you know, out there in, in the world, you know, people have lost jobs, businesses have closed doors. Obviously, here in Victoria, we're starting to breathe again. We're starting to get a bit of life back into, even the mindset is, is improving, I think, in, in the Victorians at the moment. But what is a positive takeaway from you for COVID? What's something that you've experienced in a positive manner? I believe that it's this time, uh, the last six months, if the people that have been very interested in working or in working, it's really been also, it's opened up the doors to more opportunities. Yep. Because um, I understand that a lot of people haven't been able to work and I understand that because of the restrictions and so forth. But the opportunity was there to do the background work, whether it be in your business or as an employer. So um, I'd been approached by a couple of real estate agents that, that you know, in my experience and so forth. And they asked the question, okay, we can't show properties. We can't really, you know, go out and do an appraisal on a property. What should we be doing? Mm. It goes back to what I was saying before, that 
this is a great opportunity for you to get on the phones and start talking to people. Yeah. Great opportunity to do canvassing or prospecting, whatever term you want to use, right? So we've all got databases of some sort, right? Um, and, you know, talk to those people on your database. Ring them up. Find out how they're doing. You know, um, have they been affected by this, this period of time? You know, reintroduce yourself to these people because some people have forgotten about you. Right? So it's really, it's been a time and it will be a time still with plenty of opportunities for people in general, right? Yeah. So I think that um, if, you turn the, if you turn the negatives into positives, right, um, you, you won't even realise that we've been through this pandemic because, you know, I, I've done that and I, I've sort of spent quite a bit of time letting people know and, you know, people that, that I know. And so, oh, by the way, I've had a change of career. Uh, it's great. I'm loving every minute of it. Um, so if you don't know anyone that needs a lock changed or whatever you need done or, you know, I'm happy to do all of that. Um, it's been, you know, and again, I've had call backs where, oh, um, Joe, I've got a place such and such and, you know, the tenant's gone and I need a few things done. Would you be able to go and have a look at them? Yeah, no problem. Let's go and have a look. You know, so, um, yeah, so, but, but don't expect for it just to come to you if you haven't done the back end work. So it's been really a great time for people that have been housebound and saying, well, you know, how can I come out of this as a better, better business or a better person or whatever? Great opportunity. Sit there on the phone. Let's start talking to people. Right? Reintroduce yourself. Mm. And I think you're right there because I think there's been a lot more human interaction during mm. COVID and, and yeah. for some time to come, there still will be where people, yes. we need to connect, you know, we, yes. and, and people yeah. want to connect, you know, yeah. so picking up the phone or receiving a phone call from mm. a business that you dealt with, you know, six, 12, even 18 months ago to receive their call when, when things were really tough, when Victoria was in, you know, particularly Melbourne was in hard lockdown. Mm. I personally welcomed those calls, you know, like even as a, as a busy business owner, I welcomed yep. those calls and appreciated why they were calling. And I think it also brought this, this um, element of, you know, kind of, we, we all became a little bit more grateful and a little bit mm -hmm. more less, maybe less selfish as well. So I think it's mm -hmm. been a great time to reset all of those yes. human values. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're so important, Kerry. So important. Um, Anthony, my son, who, who left school and worked with me from day one, said to me, Dad, he said, what, what, what do we do in these sort of times, right? So, well, the first thing you want to do is go and find all those properties that were withdrawn because we, weren't, we didn't sell them for whatever reason it may be and start talking to them because some of those people now have actually got time and will probably enjoy a phone call from you because it gives us someone that actually, my phone's ringing or... You know, I've got actually can talk to someone because I've been locked up inside for a hundred and how many days I've been locked up. So I said, go and speak to those people and just remind them that you're still there. And maybe it's a good time to revisit whether they should be putting them properly back on the market. And, you know, just talk about the market, talk about it. And he said that he was on the phone at times. He had conversations with people that went for an hour, an hour and a half. Wow. Right? Now, if those people do decide to, put it back on the market for whatever reason. I'm sure that they're going to call Anthony. Yeah. Right? Or they'll remember Anthony, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas most people in, the, in this time that we've had the last 
four, five, six months long it's been, most people have gone, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether I should ring anyone. Maybe they won't. Oh, it's a great time to do it. All right? And, and what it does too, though, what it does, it actually forces you to keep thinking. All right? Um, it's a bit like um, getting up every morning, right, and getting dressed to go to work. Yeah. Right? Um, now, I'm sure that over the last five or six months, there have been a lot of people that would get up every morning and still be in their pyjamas all day. Yeah, right? definitely. Or, you know, put on a, a shirt if they've got a Zoom meeting or whatever it may be. But, no, no. You, you know, as I, I used to say to the boys all the time, and even their staff, I'd say, no, no, get up every morning, get dressed as if you're going to the office. Because I'll tell you now, if you actually dress and, and then get to, get to in front of your computer or the phones or whatever you're going to, you're going to be more productive. Yeah. If you think that you're actually, you're already in work mode. Yeah. Right? Rather than being in your, in your, in your pyjamas or, or whatever it may be, you know, you, 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 you know, the old, again, I think it's a bit, you, you, you feel the way you're dressed, right? To a certain degree. So, um, you know, if you're going to get dressed in your sloppy Sundays, well, then you're not going to get much done. Sloppy right? Sunday. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah. So there's, those things. So yeah. So going back to your question of positives, um, the positives are that if if you if you've done background work, don't worry. I think in, in months to come, you'll come back. That, that will all come back to you. You know, yeah. a good opportunity to reconnect with people. And what better than ringing them and find out how they are healthy? You know, check, just do a health check on them. You know. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Um, that that's ex yeah, exactly. I agree. I completely agree with you, and um, that's fantastic. So, I've got a few places that you can be found. So I'm going to pop those links in the show notes. You've got a website, and um, obviously your details personally, sure. because I know you, and you're happy to connect with people. Obviously, so definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll pop all that in the show notes for the listeners and. Thanks so much for being on the show. I think it's uh, it's been great. It's been an yeah. awesome discussion and, and such a great topic from the, yeah. the tie to the tool belt. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Kerry. It's been a real pleasure. And um, yeah, look, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, and I hope that, you know, people that listen to it, they do get something out of it. Uh, I'm no marketing guru, but as far as coming to business and understanding business and probably more so understanding people, uh, I've had plenty of experience in that side of it. And, and I know that there's all types of different um, uh, different sort of people, if you want to call it that, but more so attitudes or whatever. So you sometimes need to adapt to yeah. what your, your clients are. Yeah. Uh, they're all important things, but I just hope that um, whoever does listen gets something out of it. And, uh, and if anybody wants to talk to me about it at all or talk to me about anything, right. uh, not necessarily just, you know, work related, but it could be if somebody says, look, can you, you know, give me, I'm only too happy to have a chat with anyone at all. Wonderful. Thank I do, you. I do like speaking as you probably like, <laughs> I like talking as you probably gathered. So. Which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Yeah. No, thanks, thanks, Joe. Thanks so much. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the Biz Nation podcast. Proudly brought to you by Zinc Business Solutions, your home for micro and small business support. You can find us at zincbusinesssolutions.com.au.
Tune into future episodes for more interviews, hints and tips to help get you set in your business. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.